Welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. We got a great one here. I'm Mike Hanford. I'm sitting here with Jeff Dutton. What up? And Tim Kalpakis. What up, everybody? And when I say sitting here, of course, we all realize we're on Zoom. We're, we're Zooming together. We're not sitting with each other more than six feet, uh, closer than six feet, breathing all over each other's faces. We're in all separate- I want to do is Zoom a Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> I feel like during this year of 2020, I've done more social distancing. I've been more aware of it. I've used the word unprecedented more times in 2020 than I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, we got a good one today. I'm really excited about this one. This is a very good one. This episode, I did a lot of thinking on this one and it really got, we're talking about the best party songs ever. Here's what we're doing, folks. This is a competition. It's a showdown between the three of us. Uh, what we said is we're going to do a little episode where we are naming the best party song of all time. And we each privately, secretly retreated to our bunkers. And we noodled with our teeny little brains to think <laughs> of what was our, what was the best party song. I we went into the bathroom of my bunker to make it even more private. Yes. And we were all just shitting all over our bunkers. And what's cool about this is when we said, we said, let's talk about the ultimate party song. We didn't get into the criteria. We didn't say a specific rubric. We didn't say which curriculum we're using here. So each of us is going to, is, uh, had to do a little bit of noodling to figure that out. So the way that this episode is going to work is we are going to one by one, take the stage and present much like a little lawyer giving his opening <laughs> argument. A little Southern lawyer. A little Southern lawyer with a little mint julep in his hand. <laughs> You're each going to get a chance to do your present. And then there will be a definitive winner here tonight because we're going to then take our three songs and tweet them out in a tweet in a Twitter poll. And we're going to have the public choose which of these party songs was the ultimate so the public doesn't know shit. No, they do know. We're beholden to them regardless of whether or not they know shit. So we, at the end of this episode, we will have looked at the stats that were up on Twitter and then we will call it. Yes. And we have all agreed to the, uh, to live with the results, whatever Twitter says, that is the winner. So you could put on the song and dance here to, to, uh, to Tim, I demand a recount. Oh no, here no, we go. This, God. this reminds me of a certain situation that was in a different context. <laughs> um, but before, no, before we get into the three of us saying, uh, uh, presenting our songs, Jay, did you have anything you wanted to say about, the, the, this competition before we jump off the precipice and get right into it? Just the world is so divided right now. No, it's not. And what? I feel like you got, we, need, we need to pick this one song to unite not just America, but the world. That's the pressure that I'm putting on this episode. If I win the competition, I'll tell you this right now, I'm going to be happy. If I win the competition, I'm taking all my winnings and getting a bunch of scratch-offs. winnings mike's getting winnings i thought whoever wins this gets scratch off money if mike wins we'll give him some scratch off money i I don't really think that i need any uh scratch off money i'm playing lucky sevens all right let's get into it okay um we hadn't uh, chosen an order it was anyone wants to go first yes i'll go first go for it when i entered this competition i said to myself I've been to a number of parties. I've boogied down, as it were. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and I, well, first, picking the best party song, I was like, all right, whatever, like, the loudest, fastest song is, is the best party song, and that whatever is, like, makes everyone in the room dance. So you, you were looking at decibels of volume, and you were looking at BPM. I'm looking at a song that consistently, uh, this is first. I was first looking at a song that, like, consistently rocks all the way through, or at least, like, keeps a pretty uh, high pace going throughout the whole thing. Right. And that brought me to some certain songs that maybe felt a little more like dance songs. And I said, maybe a dance song isn't 
exactly what I'm going for. There's a party song, not a dance club song. Then I kind of weeded out things that had like negative uh, connotations to them. Like, cause some are nice, fast pop songs, but have sort of, you know, like, uh, Things about the singer being like on their own for the first time, but still pumped up about it. So it was kind of, I was looking more for a, a song that was like, everyone get in here, let's all have fun. Right. And now had you made this decision while you also already had some songs in mind, or was this all pre-thought bef- and then you had to go find your track? As I was making, a, I was listing off a bunch of songs. Then I was like weeding out what I didn't like about uh Certain songs. So, I, yes, I had a bunch of dance songs, and then I was like, no, this has to be a party song. I made that distinction in my uh, <laughs> tiny brain. <laughs> and one thing I was going for was a song that when it turns on, you can kind of think of people going, oh, and recognizing. <laughs> That's a good feeling. Recognizing it immediately. And then going, oh, I got to get on the dance floor. Yeah. Man, if you're the guy who played that song, uh, uh, you know, if you're the aux DJ who plugged in the phone mm-hmm. and hit play on the track and everyone goes, oh, you feel like a god. And you want one that like everyone kind of knows. Everyone maybe does know every word, but knows like the call and response parts or can kind of. A nice little hint. You can't help but move to it. Well, shall we play it? Should, do you want me to say it or you just play it? Michael Hanford's track. Let's hear it. Play my track. Yeah. So you know what song this is right away. That's pretty good. And that is an iconic. When I hear that organ, I, I turn to the person next to me. I say, oh, baby, it's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm excited about it, too. And this is like. I am not this type of person because I never know this part, but people on the dance floor or at the party will recite this whole opening part. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a great anticipation builder. Yep. When I'm on the dance floor and I hear this, I tend to step up to a podium and I put on a robe and I do that whole speech. <laughs> the song is called Let's Go Crazy for the folks who are not Prince heads. And it's just very, it charges in, and it's like, this beat is pretty consistent. You're already kind of moving around. You know what I like about this song, Mike? It's much like, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a rock song. Right. It's, it's a very danceable rock song, but it has a guitar riff to it. Yeah. So it, it kind of checks the box, me, like me, myself. I'm, I'm not a, a disco listener or whatever, so, hey. so I need to hear a little guitar in the mix. This makes everybody happy. And that's what Prince is. Prince is a rock star, but he's also R&B and dance music and everything. It's very cool. And it's like, it's nostalgic, but not in a way that's like, oh, I remember this song that people used to listen to. I think this is weirdly a timeless song. It endures. Oh, no, let's go. So everyone usually can cheer that, oh, no, let's go part. Also, the words, let's go crazy, let's go nuts. That's what you do when you're partying. You're going a little crazy and a little nuts. And this artist is allowing us to. I love it. That's a good one. That's really good. I love it. Uh, also, at the end, that guitar solo at the end, or there's one kind of in the middle, and then the end really like rips out, and that's a, hey, that's fun. I, what I like about that song is, I think you, you struck the balance between, you weren't just thinking, hey, what do what the people like the best? You're, you're not just trying to be a people pleaser, though everybody loves that song. You're also you I, like you pick the song that's good, you know. Like I like that song. It's it's not like you're saying, "Hey, let's shovel shit to the pigs." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah, we shovel shit to the pigs on the free podcast. This is the Patreon, baby. Well, my runner-up was one of Mozart's waltzes, and I thought, mm, so this is me shoveling shit to the pigs because what I really wanted to pick was something a little more wow, uh, you're so sophisticado as it is. It <laughs> well, Michael. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. It was it it was right before this podcast I made the decision on it. It took me that long. Did you sweat bullets? Yeah. Still am. So Tim, you want to go or should I? Sure, I'll go. Uh okay. I um I'm taking the stage here like a, a lawyer presenting my case a little yeah, Tim, bit. So, so, so what, are, what are you thinking here? You're, you you get the you get the uh, uh, directive best party song. Where are you going with this? Well, what I'm doing is I'm I'm not going to shovel shit to the pigs either. I'm I'm going to 
I'm going to um, serve feces to the swines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shovel shit to the pigs. The pigs are eating their own shit. Yeah, well, look, the p- pigs are pigs. You can't change that. But I try to. No, here. Okay, here's my thought press. <laughs> I'll give you my whole arc. And it was short. I was not down to the wire like Mike. Cause when, when we discussed this, I had an instant thought of a song and it was a gut feeling and it was immediate and it might surprise you. It might surprise a lot of people. Actually, you guys may know, this is not my typical kind of a thing, but you guys know, I think you know that I like this song, but it's an outlier in the music that that I like, but I've used this song throughout the years. So it flashed in my head immediately. Tim, that's the song. But then I said, Tim, this song's stupid. <laughs> and, and I said, maybe I should think, evaluate some historical context. And then I took a step back. You know, I'm a student of, of, of pop music history. Of course. Oh yeah. Of course. So then I thought big picture and I thought of some classics that just are the epitome of party music that, that it's kind of started all. But then I said, no, that's boring, Tim. Now, uh, no one wants to hear some dusty old ass song that only Calpy's listening to. But then I said to myself, Tim, what about first person experience? You know, think about nights of a, a bar where everybody was singing a song or a yeah. party where everyone is singing a song. And then most of those, a lot of those songs I didn't really like, you know what I mean? And they were maybe a lot, some of them were rock songs mm-hmm. and, and everybody knows them, but they weren't necessarily party songs. Then I, when I thought of my own life, I had a similar thing that you had, Mike, where I, th- I kind of went down this dance floor sidetrack where I said to myself, and, and this is where I think I teetered it into some Dutton territory. Cause I, uh, a yeah. few, I, I was thinking of some songs that I really love. You got me doing the, the Jack Nicholson nod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt like when I think of very fun nights of my life and I think of the last song of the night and, and where we're really peaking on, on the fun, um, uh, a lot of the time uh, you were the one behind the ones and twos spinning them. And there's some pop songs that I truly love that are dance floor songs. But then I said, Tim, now you're getting too fancy. Much like what Hanford had. It's a thinking. tough mistress to entertain. <laughs> so uh, what I said to myself is, and I had, I have some like specific dance floor songs that like are maybe not the iconic ones, but I just really love. We'll get to those later. Yeah. We'll get to it, uh, it when we're Runners a, up. A, a, a post powwow here. But I said, I came around to my song again. I said, Tim, interesting. it's not even a compromise. I'm not saying just stick with your gut. I'm happily sticking with my gut. Cause I said, dance floor, schmans floor. Singing at a party, schminging at a party. I said, I want to go for this. The reason I thought of this song is because it is balls to the wall. And Ooh. it is the the, the Ooh, vocal, shit. the production and the vocal. I can't think of a song that is higher energy on earth. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear this. Ooh. <laughs> Hit play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Party up DMX, baby. Yeah. You're not going to top this. Up in here. Up in here. And it's got the call and response, which is, I think, huge for a party song. This sample, or I don't know if it's a sample. Uh, it's This is produced by a guy named Swizz Beats, who I don't know too much about. Yep. He did some Jay-Z stuff. But this, this hook, it's just out of 10. It's like they start with the hook, and then the whole thing sounds like hook level. I am not a fan of the con- content of what uh, DMX is saying here, but his vocal performance is so great. Also, it has the thing I was going for, like, I'm losing my mind up in here. Yeah, This party is making me go wild. Y'all couldn't make me go all out. Yeah. It's funny, though, because in the in the verses, he's kind of just complaining about uh, other rappers, and it's more of a diss track to Eminem, I think. Uh-huh. But you're going to get the people dancing, and you're going to get them having fun. And I witnessed this with my own eyes. I definitely... That song is a little bit maybe before my time as far as like college or something, but it was still in the rotation quite a bit. Uh, I did a, a show once, like a, a one person show where I just did a bunch of characters and between each character, that song played. I remember that. That was so funny. <laughs> we uh, we entered a birthday boys shows to this song a couple of times. I had a yeah. sketch that started with it and um, and uh, Dave Chappelle enters uh, Killing Them Softly to that song. Ah, yes. I knew it. I, I was going to say like, 
I was going to say Chappelle has come out to this, but I guess I was thinking of Dead Prez, uh, the Dead Prez song, hip hop. He does that too. Maybe that's two different specials. No, I think that was that was Chappelle's show that he, he came oh, out to Dead Prez. Yes, yes, but yes, yes. Uh, man, good pick. That's a good, good pick. That pick. one, you know Most what's coming wall. too right when it starts. It's it, like immediately recognizable. Yeah. It's, uh, similar to my, similar to yours. There's that there's that oh shit feeling that comes over you. That is not what I was expecting from Tim. I was expecting No, me neither. I'm not gonna say we'll get into that, but <laughs> Jeff, I expected something from you too. We'll see what it is. Well, from Tim, I was expecting like I was I was wondering if Shout was gonna be the one. And I was like, uh, Shout's too old. Well, for Hanford, I was expecting I'm going up the country. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite songs ever, but Guys, I think you will also be surprised by my little pick. Ooh. Uh, as far as criteria, I went down the same path as a lot of you guys, where mm-hmm. there's that trade-off you get with dance music, where, yeah, I do think that like an EDM track or a disco track, they're kind of more going for just like straight up melodic ecstasy at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're not, they don't have this sort of they don't have any real lyricism. They don't really have like a building energy or maybe they do have a building energy, but they don't have like a story or a turn. Mm-hmm. And so like it's tougher to endure uh, throughout time. Like One More Time by Daft Punk is just like one more time right. and we're all happy and dancey. But I was but trying the, but to But that repetitive nature does help it. Like I know I'm not a big deaf punk head, but I know that song because it gets right into it and it does the same thing for four minutes. It does. So and, and so there's that there's that sort of trade-off between like a narrative archy thing mm-hmm. and just the sort of created in a lab to make you ecstatic thing. And I I found a really tough time getting my cake and eating it too, or and, having and the, best of both worlds. When you're doing this when you're having this moment, are you looking at the specific track titles or is this theoretical and then you go find the song? It was a bit of both. I think I found something that hit the sweet spot. Ooh. Also, I think I found something that hit this sweet spot. Hey. When it comes to the party and you spin the track, you want everybody to light up. And really the way to do that is to have the song of the moment, to play Justin Bieber Sorry or whatever. Uh-huh. Right, you have like two months... Yes. To, to get play that song that, you know, I definitely remember like that. That's it feels weird when you've waited a little too long. If you play the song from from this from last year's summer and it's spring or whatever, you missed your moment. It's a weird thing because so there's that trade off between of the moment or timeless like uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, September, let's say. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. But I think I found something <laughs> that might straddle the line just Ooh. right. <laughs> and without any further ado. Oh, yes. Here's the thing. Ah. I, I have witnessed with my own eyes this, this song, Bring the House Down. Uh, at least a half dozen times. This song really pops off to it, a part and a part where everyone can scream it out. This is what I thought Tim was gonna pick. Me too. Yeah. I, this is why we had our buddy Mookie. We each texted Lil Mookie B our song titles just to have a third party confirm that we didn't pick the same one. Right. Wow. Also, fun fact: Sloppy Boys have played this song. Yeah, and because this was traditionally sort of a. Everyone's jumping right now. They're going nuts. There was a there was a, a a few years of UCB where this was always the song. Yeah, and also bridges the gap between a rock song and a dance song very well. I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In fact, I did a little digging, and it turns out Kelly Clarkson had to be convinced of the track by Max Martin and Dr. Luke. Uh-huh. And also, Max Martin and Dr. Luke had to be convinced of Kelly Clarkson. Interesting. I always think that's Katy Perry. That one, Jeff, that is a song that doesn't fit my criteria because it's about, like, moving on from a, a relationship or something, right? Yeah, it's it's a little bit 
uh, arky. It's got like a bitter sort of, but it's like a freedom. It's like release. Yeah, you know? totally. It's but it has a little bit of like. Like that song, um, the Robin song, Dancing on My Own or Dancing by Myself. That was another one I thought about a lot. Me too. And I was just like, ah, there's something about like the non, like the proving a point or something that didn't feel like a party song. A bit of an axe to grind. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. We know what tripped me up is, is I, so when I was saying dance floor stuff, well, the first one that came to my mind, did you guys just mention, we found love. Oh, dude, yep. that was definitely like yep. one of the first ones that came to my mind. That and Starships kept flying around in my head. And oh, I was like, Starships those are great. I feel like We Found Love is is a, is a song where I was really wrong. I remember that song coming out and, and it's like so repetitive with the dirt, 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 dirt. And I remember being like, sorry, Calvin Harris, this isn't going to be a hit. And I was so <laughs> wrong. And you, uh, had to, you had to break the news to it, which is tough. But that is the ultimate, the, the like, when the beat drops on the final kind of uh, yeah. hook of that. I've, I've never really seen people uh, go nuts like that. And I feel like that was a DJ Dutton end of the night classic. Um, we found love and starships and uh, Britney Spears till the world ends all have the instrumental post chorus, like victory lap yeah. thing ah, that is cool sort of move. like trying to be like, I mean, it, it affect it does it. it. It has the sort of EDM thing where it's like, we have the, the big room, like, banging melody that isn't even vocal yeah come after the chorus and all of those types of songs are uh, real bangers well so speaking of that moment that uh the the big uh really delivering a instrumental kind of climax you were talking about max martin and dr luke uh on uh since you've been gone you know the history of that song there's a book called like melody makers or record masters i, I think i know what you're gonna say but go ahead that they heard maps by the yes. yeah 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 and, yeah and it drove them as as swedish songwriters who write radio hits it drove them nuts that they're like this song is so good but it doesn't have the big chorus and maps by the yeah yeah is one of my all-timers and i love it but it is true it's like building building and then only really the guitar gets to go like I mean, they're all rocking out, but she doesn't then sing the big chorus, a, a big chorus. So they were like, we're going to take that song and build a chorus onto it. And they forced Kelly Clarkson to do it and she didn't want to do it. And um, when you listen to it, it truly just, it just delivers. I mean, I like maps better, but it's fully doing that is in both mm. songs, but it's just done uh, as a radio version. Right. They, they do a song, something in that song too, where they right before the chorus hits, it dro- everything drops. And so it's silent for a second. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The ground and, falls off underneath you. Wahoo. And it, it seems a little bit like, it seems a bit elementary. Ah. But to have like a really high note in a song, it is really like, when she's like, yeah, could, yeah, that part. Well, she's like, you had shut your chance, your mouth, you blew you it. Oh, yeah, out yeah, of sight, yeah. Out of loud, I Shut your mouth, I just can't take it. Again and again and again and again. And it's just like, <laughs> I this, love, it's a super fucking high karaoke <laughs> note. That, that note is just perfectly a half step out of my range. I love going for it. But it's cool that it's the top of the bridge, you know? It's it's like, uh, you had your chance, you blew it. It's like a, it's, it's a bridge moment and it leads to this big soaring note. God, uh, um, you know what we're I well kind of in the same world as Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus was one that I thought was yeah maybe one. I feel like that absolutely had its moment, and then I feel like Miley has because she moved on in her career that that's more associated with her Hannah Montana years, maybe. Yeah, I kind of like I was listening to it over and over. And I was like, that ah, this isn't this doesn't really do it for me. It doesn't charge me up. I was really looking at We Can't Stop, the Miley Cyrus song off Bangers. Oh, yeah. And and it's great because, you know, like a lot of our songs, it's about partying. Mm. Yeah. Like, he, like here's, a, here's a party song that's about partying. But as awesome as that song is, it's a little bit slow. Mm. It, it's got it a it's little, like, it's like a a little mid- bit moody. Yeah. It has some melancholy to it. Uh, my, speaking of songs about partying, my... Very close runner-up was uh, Andrew WK's Party Hard. Oh, hell yeah. And it is like, uh, it starts out with the thing I'm looking for, which is like, why did it stop to party? <laughs> it's like, party it has a very hard. distinct <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then it's just like really uh, huge energy all the way to the end. 
and uh, it's got call and response stuff. And but I was just like, this is a little too intense to be like uh, <laughs> too intense. The best well, party I- song. It's just like ah, it's the type of party song that's like. You're just throwing beers around, and it's maybe not for everyone. There, there are so many like that, like "Where's Your Head?" At? Or it's like it's ballsy, but it's just that for three minutes or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tricky, and not everyone like get with Andrew WK. I mean, I know he is being sincere, but people tend to like him a little bit ironically, and you can't trust the whole party or dance floor of people to be like in on why the song is right, wink, right, wink, right. But I felt like. Uh, what other ones I lo- you guys mentioned Robin uh, dancing on my own. I, I love that one. And that's her big hit. But I'm more I prefer call your girlfriend. Ooh, that's mm. that's a jam, man. Ooh, the thinking man's jam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you're a rather sophisticated Robin fan, you listen to call your girlfriend. But then I also when I was thinking of fist pumping a song that I don't love, but I've seen people go nuts for is living on a prayer by Bon yeah, Jovi. I hate yeah, it. Yeah. I hate it. I feel that like was- that's kind of basic. I definitely got into a zone that was like, what are the, what are like the wedding songs that everyone does? And that's one. And Shout was one. And Shout, when you guys were making fun of me for like an oldies, Shout was not, I mean, I get it that that's a big one, but, but Shout never meant a lot to me. I was thinking, I think the definitive iconic one is Louie Louie that was like, Uh That's like the original party song. And then I'm more of a fan of Wooly Bully. So I flirted <laughs> with Wooly Bully. Yeah. It's very good if you go back and listen to it. You know, another one that is sort of in the Bon Jovi realm is uh, that I can't stand is Don't Stop Believing. That's like another yeah. one that's like a, right. a, a uh, journey. Yeah. It's, it's hard to not blame that on this. Like, I think that journey song is a really good song that has been played too much and then was Sopranos and blah, blah, blah. But I do like the song Living on a Prayer. Maybe I, I just because I love Springsteen so much, I've had, I've got a chip on my shoulder about Bon Jovi. Dang. Mm. Well, Tim, do you want to um, tweet that so we can get that going, and then we'll we'll keep I got, chatting. I got news for you. I have I tweeted it as soon as I tweeted it seven minutes ago. Now, are we voting for our own? No, the people decide. The people okay, we decide. Don't, we don't vote at all. The pigs are are rooting through the shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, t- I tweeted this from at the birthday boys, our, our sketch comedy groups. Good. Thing. Muddy so, the trail. Yeah. Yeah. Muddy the trail. So you don't know what's what. And also th- that might muddy the waters because these are sketch comedy fans of of the. Oh, yeah. So who knows what, what they think. But we're getting a lot, a really big response here. Uh, and I have some. I would say I have enough. If you have anything else you need to say, Jay, go for it. But I have enough data here that I could name a winner if I wanted to. I'd say let it ride for a little while. Let's give it a couple more minutes. Let's go to 10 minutes. Oh, shit. Okay. So that's two more. Um, You know, it was one that that hit me as a a more chilled out party song was uh, Paper Planes by M.I.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one I was like, that's one that everyone kind of knows, and it's got some cool. Uh, and as uh, soon as it comes on, people, you get that like, yeah. oh shit. I also, uh, on that note, had "Love Fool" by the Cardigans and "Pony" by Genuine. What's "Pony"? How does "Pony" go? You guys don't know "Pony." I'm no, sure we I don't do, know but "Pony." I, I, can't I wouldn't be it. caught dead listening to that. It's like, yo, honey, let's do it, riding my <laughs> pony. <laughs> uh, you guys don't know fucking pony by I, maybe Genuine? maybe hey maybe the album version i would know but that version i did not know it's in magic mike oh. your favorite movie tim i've never seen the film guys i'm gonna fucking play it i, I saw it the first day because my name's in the title i have to put it i gotta get it in the zoom get that one lined up another uh one outlier i had which was uh love shack by b52s I thought of that. That's that is. I love that because that's a rock band playing a danceable song, much like yeah. "Let's Go Crazy." House of Pain, "Jump Around" was also one I toyed with. That was. Oh yeah, that that the way that starts that first chord. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, and everyone's jumping. All right, here's Pony. You guys, you guys fucking know it. Oh, of oh yes, yeah, yeah. These mid-tempo ones are tricky though because everyone cools down. Oh, also produced by Timbaland. And Mike, there's a Qbert sample in this. Really? That that That's Qbert. <laughs> that's that's jumping. Qbert jumping. That's Qbert the the animated video game. Yeah, from Pixels. <laughs> 
This kind of reminds me of that like saxophone one that was like, let me clear my throat. Um, You know, when I was thinking about DMX and I was thinking about other balls to the wall songs that enter at a 10 and stay there, I thought of a, like, couldn't have been in the competition because it's pretty obscure. But do you guys know that Sleigh Bells song, uh, Crown on the Ground? Sleigh Bells ring. Sleigh Bell. <laughs> no, it com- it's like, it's, uh, it's like a synth thing that just kicks you right in the face. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't I can't hum it for you. Come on, please hum it for me, Mike. I know you guys are talking a lot about songs that start at a 10. Yeah. But one of the things that I was thinking about is that anticipatory, like, oh shit feeling where it's, you know that that fucker's going to build. Well, that's <laughs> We Found Love, you know. Yes. Uh, I was thinking, I don't really know this song very well, but listening to it, uh, it does start really tense and builds to like a feeling of, I'll just say ecstasy. <laughs> is <laughs> Full release ecstasy. <laughs> is uh, Common People by Pulp. Yes. Oh yeah. That's that a good one, one, it's like when it reaches a peak, you're like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm fucking coming so hard. <laughs> but that's such a downtrodden <laughs> song about like uh, lower middle class people. In, <laughs> in but it's it's oddly England. like triumphant because it's it's about classism. But at the end, he has the upper hand because he's like, "You'll never know what it's like," you know, like because yeah. you got daddy's money and you're. Not, it's much like Little Miss Socialite. Such a good. It's song. oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. we should have put some of uh, the Sloppy Boys songs on. People on Twitter are responding with a lot of Sloppy Boys alts. Uh, oh, can't blame them. We're a great band. Here's another th- th- thought that I had. Um, these songs were too dorky uh, for you wouldn't trust everyone to party to them. But I was thinking of songs where. There was some, you, one of you guys mentioned call and response or something, but like moments where when when Tom Cruise is playing Addicted to Love and he turns the, the volume down in Cocktail and everyone yeah. says Addicted to Love. I had a flash of a party I went to in college and I didn't know the people. It was like mutual friends. And this was a gang of guys that were like oddly sort of a like country-ish. Um, uh, uh, there's like a lot of people that listen to country music and I always forget that. But I, I had never heard the... Uh, Garth Brooks song, um, friends in low places. Ah. Mm. I was at a party and it was, I got friends in low places and I drift on down. And then the a dude turned the volume down and the whole party went to the oasis. Yeah. 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 And I was like, this is cool as hell. And then I, later on, I Googled those lyrics and was so disappointed that it was Garth Brooks. And I was like, <laughs> I guess I have to like Garth Brooks now. Cause I, I do like that song. I'm over Chris Gaines fan, but yeah. Brooks is yeah. cool. You have more of an issue. And then another song at the very same party, they were doing a lot of this. Uh, and this is an artist I've grown to love since, but I didn't know at the time. They were playing um, Werewolves of London and the guy would turn the volume down and everyone would go, and that oh, was that's a good one too. Song. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, what's the uh, Sweet Caroline? Not a fan. Yeah. But they do yeah. Sweet Caroline. I and guess they that's, turn it down. that's probably the ultimate call and response, right? Fenway Park saying. Well, hey, let's not forget what's cooler than being cool. Ice cold. I had Hey uh, up there, but it just didn't, I just couldn't click it into top position. <laughs> I, I love it. And that's one where you you listen to the lyrics and there's a little bit more going on and it's interesting. But yeah. that is, he was just it's trying to like make dance, but like the shake it part is such a dance movie yeah. thing. Don't want to meet your mama, just want to make you comma. And the whole thing, <laughs> what? Um, the whole song is about like, the whole song is like him distrusting her love. It's like they're in a relationship, but the whole thing is not really worth it. But it is, So I think the song is kind of about like, I guess we don't have a really good relationship, but who knows if I just sing, hey, uh, he, he's playing us for a fool. You know what? You want to hear a little story about Mike Hanford? Sure. This guy is a bloodhound for the groove. <laughs> Uh, you're not telling any tales out of school here, Jeff. That is true. A couple years ago, I'm spinning some tracks in my bedroom, drinking alone. And I'm playing Hey Ya. And it's got that beat that like, boom, chapo, chapo, boom, chapo, boom, chapo, chapo, Very simple song, Hey Ya. Very simple. Who should poke his head in my bedroom door? But Mike Hanford. And he says, hey, uh, you should mash that up with Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. Ah. And I was like, 
that's not a bad idea. I put on <laughs> I put on Shake It Off, and it goes. And not only that, it's in the same fucking BPM and the same fucking key to the point where I think Shake It Off came out enough years later that Taylor was like, I want to do something like Hey Ya and ah. came up with Shake It Off. I bet that's happened a ton of times with hit songs. You're, they just like, hey, what worked about this song that people don't actually recognize? Oh, the BPM. And they reverse engineer a hit. The beat. Well, this is what Pharrell does. And that's why he got in trouble with that weird case about Uh um, blurred lines. But he full on said in interviews, he's like, what I do is I listen to weird music all the time. And then I say to myself, how can I recreate that feeling? I'm going to use none of those notes. I'm not going to use that exact drum beat, but I'm going. And he says, like, I've had a million hit albums, but what's fun to me about the process is, is, conveying a feeling with different instrumentation and that's so what, what feeling was he conveying that song happy um sad i think <laughs> um he talks about that a lot with rick rubin on the the gq youtube interview there's like an hour-long interview that rick rubin has with pharrell and he's They're got like another sitting one on the grass in shangri-la studio yeah there. and it's like a long form it's like a podcast you guys are gonna love it if i could be a fly on the wall for that conversation i would love to hear what those two people have to say i'm gonna make a recommendation myself you guys i was getting razzed for like an oldies uh here but watch bruce springsteen playing uh a quarter to three by gary u.s bonds you'll never see someone having more fun in your life you know, springsteen like uh um Dancing in the Dark? Maybe Thunder Road or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, his songs are just a little too long and a little too, like... Operatic? I don't know. Well, he's got something. some fun, silly party songs like Sherry Darling or whatever, but I, I do think that even though it's melancholy, I feel like Dancing in the Dark is the one that has been canonized as, like, DJs do play that at dance parties yeah. and people do dance to it. Um. I was a little, I was uh, considering an Uptown Funk. Oh, <laughs> That's a song that's sort of ubiquitously, like, everyone knows it. It's used for everything. And it's got, it does its job of, like, being pretty good. But I think it ended up just being more of a dance song it, or It's something. funny that there is that disposability to, like, you, you almost make a deal with the devil. Where you're like... I'm going to make this song that is so of the moment that every commercial is going to want it. And it's going to be in, like... So in the zeitgeist, but then people are going to be fucking sick of it in like three weeks. Yeah, and and that you you know you're just like playing that game. Uptown Funk, I think that is a very fun song, but it, it is hard to take it seriously. I do love that other song on that album. We used to play it a lot kind of at the house. It was like um, with Mystical. Boogie? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he has a song that's like... It's like, feels good as motherfucker. Yeah, that song <laughs> oh, <yeah>. is great. <laughs> feels right in this... And there's like... It, similar to the DMX song that I picked, he just sings over every note of the song. There's no air in it. It starts off and it's like, and he's just like rapping yeah. every syllable. It's like an R-rated like James Brown or Little Richard. It's it's crazy. It's so old meets new. If you're going to do a throwback soul thing, you may as well say motherfucker 200 times. And I think Mark Ronson knew that. You know what songs, to, you know what genre I didn't really get into is funk. Like Parliament stuff, I'm sure. Is yeah, what would wild. be the one? Um, Flashlight, Jungle Boogie. Yeah, or uh, September maybe. But what about like play that funky music, White Boy? What what about? Boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, boom. Oh, that's Jungle you know what we should cover, guys. Uh, this might be my nominee next time we get an album. Next time we do an album is is the Pure Funk compilation from like 1998. <laughs> Do you guys uh, remember that? I do. I would love to do that. I had it and it's so good. Whoever whoever did the um, rights and clearances nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm a music fan mainly because I think about the rights and clearances and like... We who, should do this again where this we together? all... We pick our favorite rights and clearance album. <laughs> what if we did a whole season of the show where we go through all the different... Now that's what I call musics. I would love They're it. They're still putting those out, by the way. There's like... Now that's what I call music 52 and it's got the songs from this year. It's just the best songs of the year. Well, yeah. What are like the what are like the party songs these days, or like the uh, WAP, the dance song? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. WAP. Well, that's what's interesting is a lot of the pop right now, a lot of the hip hop right now, is so chill and is very like mellow soundscapey. 
well, kind of a quiet rapper raps. Yeah. It, it, we're, they're not really trying to be upbeat at the top of the charts at this moment, especially in like rap music. I feel like trap beats are so they're not melodic. They just sort of have that like bug zapper high hat being like. Did we ever I I know I wanted to cover Trap Queen, but did we ever try it? We yeah, we did. I think we got the beat down. Oh, and then we also played uh, Cheerleader by uh Omi, O-M-O-M-I, Omi. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. Okay, do you guys want to hear the results of the poll? Hit me. This is the big, the polls are closed. Now we have all, we all lost sleep over this. We all made our cases for the songs that we chose. We laid them all out. We respect each other's choices, but it doesn't matter what we think because we're not the jury. This is after 10 minutes of polling, right? This is after 10 full minutes and we have... We have enough votes that I think we've reached a quorum. We have over 100 votes. Uh, Really? That's pretty good. Um, And then we have a lot of jokesters saying, uh, party with the Reds, uh, let's party, uh, classic New York night. These slopheads, they know what's up. Those are are great sloppy boys songs. They're great party songs, but that's not really what we're doing right now. Um, Are you guys nervous? Are you ready to hear the results? I'm nervous. Yeah, because I want to win that top. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was the prize you got? For? Oh, scratch off money. Scratch off <laughs> money to buy scratch off. <laughs> money to buy. You buy a few scratch offs. If you don't win anything, then that's the end of that. <laughs> You've lost money. But if you get rich off the sc- scratch offs, then this is great. That'd be nice. Okay. Coming in third place and getting absolutely dusted by the competition is Party Up by DMX. Oh, oh no. no. Got yeah, got the floor mopped with myself. Tim, I take umbrage with that. I have to agree. I, I take a little bit of umbrage. I don't take so much umbrage, but I take a little bit of umbrage. Maybe people don't know it. It shows percentages? Or? Yes, that's 18, 18% of the people voted for Party Up. And it's wow. possible that the song, if, if the song was called Lose My Mind, maybe more people could, would know it, huh? Yeah. But Party Up, Up makes it sound like a party song. That's so funny. I didn't know it was called Party Up. The song is about losing your mind, being mad at other rappers, and you're dissing those other rappers. So it's kind of funny. They're just like, oh, I don't party up. Huh. Um, okay. So that was th- uh, third place, so I'm eliminated. But now I'm not going to say second place. I'm going to do it the way they did on America's Funniest Home Videos. Yes, where, right. Uh, it, w- it was fairly close. We're talking uh, the winner had 47% and the second place one had 35%. So it's a pretty good spread. Not not neck and neck, but we all put up respect. No one would got like 1%. I demand a recount. No. <laughs> you guys have to both agree to accept these results. Uh, Yeah, fine. Sure. The winner of the best, ultimate, funnest, most epic party song of all time and the recipient of the scratch off money is michael hanford with let's go crazy by prince people like to go nuts they love prince it's a this isn't necessarily the best party song it's people like prince is the wow i can't believe it it's a great song i had it i really thought i I had it based on the results People would probably assume I have been to a party. You two have never been out of the house. That's what it seems like to me. (laughs) No, we're cool. Also, I'll say this. It's different to read it in your fucking Twitter, on your fucking phone, in your little apartment versus you're out. The music is pumping. (laughs) You're sitting in front of the speaker. Also, let's say you're a a little uh, picky Peter comedy fan. You like, I mean, if if you're following the birthday boys, it means you're basically a genius. And, (laughs) but you're, you're probably, you know, if you look at these songs, you say, let's go crazy. Uh, Prince, Prince, a beloved all time. This is a lot of people's favorite artist who has album after album after album for decades of good music. And then the Kelly Clarkson song, you're like, oh, that talk show host who doesn't even like that song. And, And it was very of a moment and that moment has passed. So maybe they felt a little too dorky voting for that and maybe they wanted to sound cool yeah everyone wants this guy well you're gonna sound cool if you're playing uh, let's go crazy at a party everyone's gonna you put that on someone's gonna say who put that on 
that person over there, I want to meet them. I want to party with them. Well, it's amazing because that just one, we just named Let's Go Crazy the best party song ever. Of all time. And I think you're right. I think you chose the right Prince song, but he does have other songs that are neck and neck, even yeah, even just in Prince's discography. There's for, songs. Yeah, I had 1999 in that mix too. And I saw, I see people go crazy for kiss. It's a little yep. more, yeah, uh, I had, chill, I had kiss and controversy, a uh, controversy for sure. Uh, a little red Corvette, uh, 1999. There's a lot. I just don't think they'll have, they have that driving beat. You're a kind of a musicologist. Uh, yeah. From now on, I think, uh, until my, until we do this again and I'm dethroned, I sort of have the final say on music on this podcast. Maybe just in the blowouts, just maybe just in the blowouts. Me and Jeff will Venmo you some scratch off money, but then also you have bragging rights, my man. <laughs> I'm not going to use those. I will keep them in my back pocket. Well, but if you want to, you could totally give us shit. I could. <laughs> don't say it like that. What? You could give Why? us so much shit. It makes it sound like you like want him to give you shit in a weird way. Oh, no, it's not my it's not my kink when my friends give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> we should do other genres, huh? We should. This this was fun and it worked. I know this was great. We were breaking our backs, uh, not doing dance floor songs. We could have just. We could do best dance song. Yeah. We could do cool stuff. We could do best guitar solo. That's fun for we me. We could do anything we want on this podcast. It's our Patreon. This is us. Well, guys, I think it's time for a little quiz. Ooh. Yes. Can we but take a have, break so I can fr- uh, yeah, freshen I get my a, drinky? Drink? I get a pee so bad. Right. Great. Okay. Well, in light of our ultimate dance party hit, we've got a little quiz. <gasps> Hell yeah. I love quizzes. And this one, guys, frankly, is going to fuck you up. Me? Yeah. What did you, what you, what, what, I'm curious as to what that means. It's hard. Will it make us mad? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I wonder, you might actually get it uh, really quickly. I'm going to play you some songs. Uh-huh. This is like Name That Tune. But the selections from the songs you'll find are quite minimal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so isn't that the thing about Name That Tune? You only get a note or two or something like that? Yeah, you're only getting less than a second on all of these songs. This is very fun. And is there other, are there clues involved or is there a theme to it or is it just sort of we just go? Oh, Timothy, of course there's a theme. Oh, my God. Are they party songs for crying out loud? Okay. (laughs) There is a long tradition of songs that have a specific dance associated with them. Okay. This makes them a smash hit at any gatherings you might find yourselves upon. <laughs> why, why is it haunted? Oh, it's a ghost. Yeah, it's a ghost now doing the quiz. Oh, I think you'll find this quite chilling. Uh, what is this guy's deal? Why is it so simply sinful for him to give I don't know, a quiz? but I hope he does it for the rest of the quiz. Yeah. But there is that funny thing where... Oh, the ghost you know, is gone. The ghost no. is gone. Uh, I gave up the ghost. <gasps> You know, like the Charleston, for example, sure, is almost a pre-viral version of viral. Like I mean, this that's is, the original TikTok. Yeah, wow. it, you know, I never thought it's of that. a craze that moved from like a part of the country to a part of the country, and you know, this hasn't always been the coolest thing. Like, there's a DJ producer named Bauer who came up with the song uh, "The Harlem Shake." And it was like a big internet sensation where people did like Harlem Shake videos. Of course. And he was embarrassed of them. Oh, really? And now I feel with like TikTok, it's the best thing in the, it, it's the best thing you could possibly be associated with right. as being part of a national craze. I am so, I'm excited for this quiz and I'm excited for that, maybe that ghostly boy to come back. My, I've got my little, <laughs> the, the gears uh, are going in my head and I also can't wait for that guy who's kind of just... Indulging in the devilishness of the quiz. <laughs> All right. Well, question number one. <laughs> He's a little yeah. different now, but I like him still. He got a little lower voice, but ready? Yeah. Yes. So should we, should we do buzz in, or is this a, you just blurt it? I like to blurt. How about blurt. you? Mike? Okay, blurt. blurt. Here we go. Number one. 
Oh, I know it. YMCA. Oh, Michael, you are correct. I spent a little time at Studio 54 back oh in my the God. 70s. <laughs> the I was doing the YMCA song. This kind of reminds me of disco. <laughs> it's a disco thing tonight. These are all pretty recognizable in a slice. That that is so funny. So uh, I'm wondering if I made them too easy. Well, that's really funny to me that sound though, because it's like I've heard that so many times, but it's always in in fives. So it's funny to just hear one. <laughs> it also kind of sounds like an ATAT blaster. Come on, Mike. I'm not trying to be king. Be serious. Here, I am. Okay. We we are not on the forest planet Endor. <laughs> Okay. 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 Fair, fair. Number two. Ready? This is, uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is in your guys' wheelhouse. <laughs> you don't know our wheelhouse. Here we go. Number two. Whistle song? Mm. Whistle song. God. Drop it I... like it's hot. No. Is it drop it like it's hot? It is not. Pick it up like it's cold. <laughs> Those first two hits sound like uh, uh, real to me, like uh, acoustic instruments would be played. But then that th that l last little clack is a little trappy to me. Boom, ba doom, boom, ba doom, boom, boom. Damn. I don't know the. Oh right, they're dance moves. God damn it. Teach me how to Dougie. I should have got that. Number three. Um, fucking. Oh, Gangnam Style. <laughs> Michael! Hanford <laughs> is mopping the floor with me. <laughs> well, Tim, I hit the dance floor more than you do. Yeah, you you head out to the club. You're always like, Tim, let's jump on the floor. We can really bust a move. My back's not feeling so great. All right, all right. I told you to get that ergonomic chair so this wouldn't happen, but okay. Then later you, you peek in my window and you see... I'm trying to learn to dance and I've got one of those, I've got the footsteps on the floor and I'm saying one, two, three, four. Oh, I'll never be ready for the club. Number four. Hmm. 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 Huh. I gotta be, this is the first one that doesn't even sound familiar to me. Yeah. You can't Oh, electric slide. Of course, the electric slide. Wedding classic. Who is that artist? Marsha Griffiths. That's fascinating because that is a song you hear at every like wedding and bar mitzvah and nowhere else. And it's like not even really a hit, but it's the biggest hit. That's Marsha Griffiths? Yep. She's got a version of that I found, I don't know how randomly, somehow on the internet, a version of uh, Don't Let Me Down by the Beatles that I love. Oh, yeah. It's like a reggae one. Yeah. Everyone, check it out. Marsha Griffiths, Don't Let Me Down. Number five. Thriller. Ah, that's good. Tim. That's, in, that's interesting, too, because it's like, we all know the thriller dance, but we, it's not like he's saying, hey, do the thriller, but everyone knows you do that little Frankenstein move. <laughs> bow, bow. Slide the leg, clap the hands. You're doing the thriller move. <laughs> okay, what's the score? Mike has four, I have one. Is that what's going on? Mike has two, you have one. Oh, two. So, so I am within, uh, this is within reach. All right, number six. Ah, the twist. Uh, uh, oh, you beat me at my own game. <laughs> did you, oh, did you say Tim? No, I just, that I should know Chubby Chess Checker. Mm. And this is the one by Hank Ballard. This is this isn't Chubby Checker. Hank Ballard came up with the first one, then Chubby Checker. Damn. <laughs> I like I like saying "go like this" on a song that you can't <laughs> see. Yeah, we're what are you doing, dude? We're listening here. Number seven. Um, teach me Ooh. how to Dougie. No, no, two C slide. No. The Superman? No. Yeah, these are good <laughs> guesses, though. Very good guesses. I, I don't really, uh, I don't recognize this at all. Uh, uh -uh. Now watch me whip. 
That's right. It's that's not a distinct part of this song, though. It's Silento. Watch me. What do you guys like better, Whip or Nene? I'm kind of a Nene guy. That's which the big is, Pepsi Coke question. Which is the one that Tiffany Haddish does? That's the Nene when you have your hand up, right? Would you believe? I can't remember. I guess I'm not talking to the the the, the ultimate authorities on the <laughs> subject. <laughs> Number eight. These are going to come at you fast, guys. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Single, Single ladies. ladies. Ooh, that was Ooh. as close as they come. I'm going to give you both a point. Hell yeah. Or neither of you a point? What would you rather? Is that a song or is that a dance, though? Yeah, I would. Similar to Thriller. It's a, they do a very famous dance in the video, Jeff. Everybody knows that dance. Yeah, but you don't go out to the club and say, hey, everyone, do the single lady. I think you do. I think people know yeah, you. You do, and you'd be laughed out of the club. I think if Thriller counts, single ladies count. Why does Thriller count? Because I got it, so we're counting it. Who makes uh, these rules? I love that song, Single Ladies. I feel like that was that's such a weird beat. Before that, I I considered Beyonce to be bubblegum, and from that point forward, I thought she was a real artist and artiste. Art, 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 artiste. Well, guys, I'm calling that a tie and giving neither of you a point. So, Mike, you have three. Tim, you have one. Listeners at home will listen closely and hear that I was I got it first. Number nine. Macarena. Macarena. Oh shit. That was Handman. That was Handman. Tim, do you do you do you really think you got the last one? Because I will give it to you. I do think I got single ladies, but then I think I got all of them. <laughs> no, that, I'll, Mike, I'll give you Macarena because you Hell did because yeah. you did get it, and then I was like, "Well, it was the same." That was just as close as the last one. If Tim thinks he got it, I'll give it to him. I I swear to my heart. So it's four to two. Here we go to number ten, guys. Uh, what is that? Do it again, Jeff. And is it a dance in the name of the song? Like, is the song teaching you how to dance? No. It's not teaching you how oh, to dance. Oh, okay. So this is more like Single Ladies or Thriller, where it's just a song. Okay. Um, Hotline Bling. I might even say it's more like Doja Cat. Okay. Or it's more like the Let's Harlem the Shake. This is more oh. of a meme. This is more of a meme. We'll play it again. What the fuck? I got nothing. Oh. This is Black Beatles by Ray Shremmerd. Like the Mannequin Challenge? Yes, this is the Mannequin Challenge song. That's a good song. I like that Mannequin song. Challenge is good. Bring back the Mannequin uh, Challenge. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and let's do a little planking. <laughs> start doing those more. You, you kind of start the memes, right? And that has been Name That Tune. Uh, that was no. a good one, man. That was fun. Wait, let's tally up the points and see who won. Michael has four. Oh. T-Man has two. So I was kind of the winner all all blowout this episode. Mike, you were the winner all along. <laughs> you, you have the title of winner all blowout. Winner all blowout. I feel like shit. What, what you're not gonna you're not gonna seat me in the finest seat in this restaurant? Don't you know I'm the winner of all blowout? <laughs> like, oh, you are? Was it on some sort of Patreon with two dipshits? <laughs> yes, and I'll have the McNuggets. <laughs> Um, I had a quarter pounder the other day. Hell yeah, my man. I was. <laughs> it was good, but we know it was the best. I got a Chips Ahoy uh, McFlurry, and that was delicious. I didn't know they did that. That's you got to get nice. down there. It's limited edition. Everyone, support <laughs> local businesses. <laughs> that, was, that was a good quiz. I Every one of those things was, was taunting me, and I knew them in my bones. I was waiting the whole time for Macarena, and then I was slow on the draw when it actually happened. I was the same way. I knew Macarena was going to be in there, but I didn't know when. Man, I can't believe you guys got that. That was one note that had a delay on it. That like, da-da-da. Yeah, I know. I, it's uh, it's so in my brain. The Dougie one, I just didn't... Uh, I know that, that song, but I had no idea that's what it was. Those don't have as characteristic a one note that like YMCA has or Thriller has, you know? Yeah. What's the, isn't there a Drake song where people get out of their car and walk next to their car? Is that like Ghost Ride the Whip? That's Ghost Ride the Whip is an older meme. I, I, I think if there's a more current TikTok thing, well, not current, three years ago, 
It was like, Kiki, do you love me? Yeah. Yes. Kiki, Kiki do you do love that? me? Well, that's it for the quiz. Guys, we got some mail on our hands. Hell yeah. Ooh. This question's from B Glow. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Sloppy Boys. When you were in Chicago, did you get to taste the bittersweet mistress known as Jepson's Malort? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some consider it gasoline mixed with fighting with your stepdad and others like myself revere it and will order it often and keep a bottle in my house for guests. What's the worst tasting liquor, wine, or beer you've ever had? Man, yeah, we certainly did try Malort, didn't we? Yeah, hell yeah. We uh, we Oof. went to the, uh, what, what's the comedy bar? The Old Town Ale House. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we went in there, great bar, uh the best but then hey first off cool bar because we ordered around and the bartender gave us around on the house because he was a comedy fan and he Ooh, knew you boys i remember that yeah. that was awesome so we're saying this place now extra rules and then uh yeah malort i hadn't heard of it until i think john hodgman made a thing out of it about how it's disgusting it's a wormwood liqueur from the midwest and uh we so ordered- what does that mean wormwood liqueur wormwood <laughs> is like absinthe it's like, yeah, one of those, you know how I'm always whining about there's like too many things that taste like black licorice. Uh-huh. I think like one of them, there's like, wor- I get wormwood confused with milkweed because they both sound gross. <laughs> but it, but Malort, it just, it tasted just wrong. It tasted like a cleaning product or something, right? It, it, yeah, it, it was like, a, a th- I wasn't expecting, like when you were you telling us about it, you got us some and were like explaining what it was. I was like. Yeah, this is just going to be a very like intense alcohol, but I thought it was going to have more of an alcoholy taste. If that yeah. makes sense, yeah, it's it was not, like something I'd never had before. It was very weird. It's not strong like you're drinking one fifty one and it's alcohol burn. It's more that it's like maybe you know sixty proof or something. But you're like, this tastes gross. It tastes it's like so straight. I can kind of taste it as we're talking about, but I just can't like tell you about it. I, I can't tell you what it's. You like. know what I get it confused with? Uh, I get it confused with Frenette. Is it similar? I, I like Frenette. Frenette is dark. Frenette is black as night when you pour it into your little snifter. But it's also licoricey or something, right? It's more licoricey. Yeah, Frenette is more licoricey. Malort isn't actually licoricey. It's like I was putting it in that realm of just bad taste. <laughs> but my grossest thing that I drank. Uh, was I was in on vacation in Cabo in Mexico one time, mm. and I was at this fantastic restaurant called The Office, which was a jokey name because it's not an office, but it's like you're on the beach, it's dark at night, there's torches, and you're eating barbecued shrimp, and it's an upscale Mexican restaurant. It was fantastic. And then this guy re- wheels over a cart in the sand. I love it when you're at a restaurant and there's like a separate kind of vendor guy. This the the guy that serves the mezcal was uh, had his own little tray of bottles on a little cart and he wheeled it over and um he talked to us i I was kind of new to mezcal and it's basically it's tequila but it doesn't adhere to all the rules of tequila and then there's a wide range it can be smoky or it could be all kinds of things but Uh i like to think it's the way it was described to me it was like it's like champagne where champagne is called champagne if it's made in a certain region Otherwise, uh, but it's sparkling white wine if it's yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. So same thing me- with tequila. Mezcal that is made in these five counties and is has a um, like fifty one percent blue agave or something like that is tequila. Anything, any liquor made from cactus, I think, can be mezcal. But that that gives you the freedom to be more adventurous. So this guy, um, I had only, I started drinking mezcal on this trip, and now I'm maybe three days into drinking mezcal, and I think I know my shit. And uh, this guy was talking me through them. And I kind of have a, a policy. If there's something that sounds crazy on a menu, I tend to always get that, especially if I'm in a new country or something. So he was talking me through the mezcals, and he's like, you know, this one is... Um, this one is kind of woody and this one's kind of smoky and this, and then he says, this one is fermented with raw chicken <laughs> Oh, and in the barrels, Oof. they ferment it. They let chicken, uh, rot fuck in there with the cactus. Oh no. And, and Jessica was like, you, I'm not trying that. And I was like, you know, I think I have to have that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh. and so I ordered that and it's, it's funny cause it's like really expensive too. And to, to the people of Cabo, 
this is a delicacy, you know, and, 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 uh, and they love it. And, uh, and I drank it and I, I tend to like everything that I ever eat or drink. And this was something <laughs> that I, I had trouble swallowing it because it, it tasted like rotten meat. Wow. I get, I mean, any type of liquor is the first time you ever have it is not good. Yeah. And then you get used to it and you, you can drink it. Do you think you could have gotten used to it? I think I like if it exists, people drink it and it's like a thing people enjoy. I, I would have to like set a whole program and a calendar and stick to it. And I think it would involve first me getting to love mezcal as my favorite drink and then try some woody ones and sm some smoky ones. And then when I'm thirsting for mezcal, work my way up to like, wow. it was dark, it was thick and it stunk like a dead animal. Interesting. I, one, a one time friend of the podcast, Eva Anderson, uh, <laughs> friend, friend of the of hosts us. of the podcast, friend of a friend of us, but I say it was a friend of the podcast. Uh, she's a scotch drinker and she was, uh, after a show one time, she was, uh, uh, uh drinking a nice scotch. She was like, well, want to try some. I tried it and it had that, like, tasted like a Sharpie, a Band-Aid kind of. Yes, yeah. Band-Aids. I always think of Band-Aids. And it was one of those things, not as intense as a rotting animal, but it was like, ooh, I don't think I can get myself up to, like, enjoying this. Uh, I can't imagine eating something that smells like a rotten animal. <laughs> it's so weird that in both of those I mean, I also am not a big scotch guy. I've learned that that's the taste it's supposed to have, so I no longer recoil when I taste Band-Aids. But it is weird that, like, Eva loves that taste. How do you get to that point? Yeah. I guess you just do little tiny sips until you're hard work ordering it at a yeah. bar one day at a time, one foot in front of the other one <laughs> eyedropper full, uh, every morning. And then you work up to two drops and then three yeah. drops. Eventually you're having a shot and you like it. Well, if you've got a question for the boys, email us at the sloppy boys podcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this blowout. I do want to say thank you to all who supported me and my best party song ever. Uh, Triumph. Uh, I also want to say we had a great time here. We learned a lot. I got to give it up for Mike. Mike, I give it up. You, you, you won fair and square. You got to give it up. I'm not going to get too excited. I'll, I'll celebrate privately. I don't want to blow you guys out of the water here because you had some good dance song, party songs too. But we owe you some scratch off money and we'll get that to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We never decided on uh, how much scratch off. Money, it doesn't matter what the amount is. We just owe you some scratch off money, scratch off money. And I'll let you know, Venmo me that I'll buy the scratch offs and let, I'll let you know how I did. Great. I hope you win. That's the blowout folks. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for uh, being a patron. We love you guys. And uh, any last words for anybody? We love you, everybody. We would die for you. We would walk into traffic. We would take a bullet. See you on the next blowout, Patrons. Later, everybody. Bye.